I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. There is, of course, no better way to celebrate International Tiger Day this year than with some good news. And I'm here to tell you that big cats in India are not doing too bad. As per the most recent estimates, the tiger population in India has grown to 3,682, spread across 53 reserves. It may not seem like much, but this is a novel 24% increase since 2018, when there were 2,967 of them. And right now, India is said to be home to 75% of the world's tiger population. This is partly thanks to Project Tiger. A tiger conservation program that was started by former Prime Minister of India Indira Gandhi in 1973. Back then, tigers had been reduced to only 1,411 in number from a whopping 40,000 because of rampant trophy hunting and poaching under the British Raj bounty system. And as an effort to right the wrongs of this very system, the Wildlife Protection Act was set up in 1972, followed by Project Tiger a year later. In fact we are currently in the 50th year of Project Tiger and today it is renowned globally as one of the most successful tiger conservation programs in the world. But is it really all as merry as it seems? Because you see while increasing numbers might be an indication that tiger population is doing well, we should also take a note that the habitat areas are facing major challenges due to various kinds of human intervention. Expansion of human settlements and increasing urban development has caused the natural range of tigers to shrink across the country currently the 53 indian reserves cover a total area of 75796 square kilometer and the thing is the average adult male tiger would need at least 200 to 1000 square kilometers of territory considering the increasing tiger population and decreasing land area this could be a major problem And what's more is that even their mobility has been limited due to the fragmentation of their habitats and disappearing corridors. This means that they won't be able to safely move from one place to another in search of better conditions as they often do. This is a problem because these corridors are essential to the tiger's survival and now because they are occupied by human settlers the human wildlife conflict in such areas has also been increasing. Kailas the director of the Center for Wildlife Studies wrote for Down to Earth saying that India has the capacity to support 10,000 to 15,000 tigers. He pointed out that the reserves currently cover only 20% of the vast 380,000 square kilometer of forest that can house tigers. So if expansions and conservation methods can be arranged properly, the country can vouch for an even larger population than it is now. What experts advise at the moment is that it is necessary to enable a more sustainable environment with larger habitats and more human and wildlife management. The key is basically to find a balance between the two kinds of settlements. But one thing's for sure, India still has a long way to go. But I think with constant efforts, maybe someday the tigers in our country can live freely. For the next few minutes you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for 31st July 2023.
Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, is definitely the man of the moment. And in many ways, he's also in contention to be the J. Robert Oppenheimer of our times. As he confessed to The Atlantic, he has zero regrets about letting ChatGPT loose in the world. Although consequently, in his own words, he said, jobs are definitely going to go away, full stop. While AI swiftly and steadily takes away our jobs, Altman is up to something entirely different. Last week on July 24th, he relaunched his cryptocurrency project WorldCoin, which he had co-founded with Alex Blania in 2019. But wait, crypto is just a part of it. Think of it as Aadhaar, but global. Let me explain. To join the WorldCoin network, you have to download an app called the World App. Then you will have to find a quote-unquote orb near you. In this orb, you will find a custom hardware which is basically a biometric verification device and looks somewhat like a sophisticated silver crystal ball. This hardware is what the company is calling an orb. The orb will scan your eyes, actually to be specific, the iris of your eyes, and after verifying that the scanned iris is new to the database and you're actually a real human, you will become quote-unquote orb verified and receive a world ID. This world ID will be quote-unquote a global proof of your personhood. To scan your eyes and obtain a world ID, the company is offering an incentive to those who are willing to do so. And that is 25 tokens of crypto, which as per cryptocurrency critic and software engineer Molly White, will be worth around $59 if you immediately cash out. Altman tweeted that allegedly one person is getting verified on WorldCoin every 8 seconds. So you see, WorldCoin is essentially trying to build a massive database of biometric data, somewhat similar to Aadhaar, but there are some key differences. The company says that it won't save the sensitive data unless the user opts in. Well, if it doesn't do so, then how will WorldCoin be employed for identification purposes? So the company says that after scanning the iris and verifying that the scan is unique, the orb generates a set of numbers, which has been described as a quote-unquote hashed version of the iris scan. This way, the company offers a so-called proof of personhood without having that biometric data in the first place. But wait, what is the proof of personhood and why do suddenly people need it? So here's the thing. After the arrival of AI, it has become exceedingly difficult to filter out bots. In case of, say, an online transaction, how will you know that the person on the other side of the screen is a real human and not an AI-powered, sophisticated bot? So proof of personhood can help here. As Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin explains, Proof of personhood is a limited form of real-world identity that asserts that a given registered account is controlled by a real person and a different real person from every other registered account, ideally without revealing which real person it is. In the context of WorldCoin's World ID, Iris authentication through the orb validates the individual as rightful owner of the ID, as per the company's working paper. Altman thinks that once AI wipes out all the jobs, a global proof of personhood can be used to distribute a universal basic income. An ID based on an iris scan will make sure that nobody claims that income twice. But of course, not everybody is convinced with this. To many, this seems like a surveillance project in the garb of greater good. France's privacy watchdog questioned the legality of WorldCoin's biometric data collection and even initiated investigations. 
and in the US worldcoin is not even available because of the strict crypto regulations apart from legality there are some privacy concerns even though users can opt out of the company storing a scan of their iris the company still has data which can help identify them to these privacy concerns one of the investors said and i quote you walk around with your eyes open in front of cameras all day long end quote well that's a textbook response to the question of privacy as per butrin risks also include unavoidable privacy leaks further erosion of people's ability to navigate the internet anonymously and even coercion by authoritarian governments anyway as of now this project of collecting database of irises around the world is in its initial days and pretty much optional but we don't know for how long it would remain the same way if ai indeed wipes out all the jobs and we all become dependent on universal basic income doled out by these ai companies it won't remain a choice to borrow from what butrin said it'll become like whether or not to bow down and scan our eyes before our new spherical overlords If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello@theratethesignal.com. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Anoop and Sneha, edited by Venkatanand and Shorbari, produced by me Manaswini. mastered and mixed by manas and nirvan you can catch this podcast every morning on spotify apple amazon prime music google podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast we are the signal.co on instagram linkedin and twitter